Hello there, my name is Heritage and you're welcome to this season of Poetry of Dust where we teach the word of God through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. Join us in season two while we pursue communion, healing and transformation. Doxa Ice Doxa. What is a father? Who is a father? What really is his role and how does that affect the people that he fathers? How does one reconcile that an almighty, all-knowing God would want to father them, love and nurture them, give them the nations as their inheritance and make them to be just like him? It's a bit hard to fathom, isn't it? We've often heard it said that God is our father. He's the best father in the world. The only one who understands you and knows what's best for you. Earthly parents may try, but at the end of the day, they could never be as perfect as he is. One of the anchor scriptures of my life is this. For as many as are led by the spirit of God are called the sons of God. But who is a son without his father? Growing up, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. The older I got, the more I realized how much hurt I was carrying inside. And the harder it was to open my heart to people when I was still nursing wounds from my childhood. I had what we call daddy issues. (laughs) But I can say with joy in my heart and a smile on my face as I speak to you that someone came in and broke down all my walls. My Abba. As humans, we crave intimacy. You might be the hardest of guys with the toughest of shells, but deep down inside, you crave intimacy. God made us all that way. We all crave connection. We all want to feel heard, seen, and known, to be fully and perfectly loved, to be unapologetically ourselves without anyone casting a disapproving glance in our direction. We just want to be loved. And who could better love us than the one that made us? Who could better hold us than the one who formed us from dust with his very hands, carving and forming each part of us so tenderly with painstaking detail? God. See, I was born into a Christian home. Both my parents are pastors. And as the first child, I grew up with a lot of expectations of how a preacher's kid should act. Looking back now, I see how all that pressure affected the way I viewed my life and my parents. I never felt like I could just, you know, express myself. At times, I felt trapped and confused. Other times, I just wanted to be like every other person and do whatever I wanted. In hindsight, a part of me is actually thankful because that environment shielded me from a lot of would-be unfortunate events. So, the moment I took my walk with God seriously, the moment I really encountered him, it was like I had found what I was finally looking for. Or rather, like the Travis Green lyrics say, what I'd been searching for had finally found me. I received the Holy Spirit who came into my heart and all of a sudden, there was this connection that I had never in a million years dreamed I would be privy to. I used to see God as the big deity in the sky who demanded our devotion, who we ultimately had to serve as slaves. I knew he was real. I had felt him before, but I had never really, really known him. And because I didn't know him, 
my perception of him was warped. But the Spirit of God within me testified within an inner witness, like it says in Romans 8 verse 16, that I was a child of God. All of a sudden, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that nothing could take that away from me. My identity changed. My approach to God changed. I was now aware of an ever-present help, a constant presence in my life who was committed to loving me, to taking care of me, to nurturing me. I could turn to him and ask for anything in the world and he would give me. I could lay my complaints at his feet and he would always listen. There's a song by Amanda Cook that says, you know everything, but you still listen. That's the kind of relationship I was developing with God. And because God was my father, that made me his heir. Through Christ, I had access to him, to spiritual blessings, to realms and heights that my ancestors could have only dreamed of. I would wake in the morning, surrounded by songs of love by God. I could feel the presence of God so tangibly around me, in the sun that shone in the sky, in the wind that caressed me in the evenings as I walked around campus. God had become closer than close. There was no veil. There was no distance. This was someone who did not withhold his only begotten son from me because he loved me so much. How much more could he give me anything else that I asked for, including his heart? But there was another side of his fathering that I was just about to discover. The side of him that was committed to training and correcting me. If I tell you I struggled with letting go of past hurts or relationships that didn't even seem detrimental at the time, but were hindering me from becoming the person he wanted me to be. He taught me to be strong, but he first broke me. Like Jacob, I wrestled with my father and came out of the fight with a limp that made me lean into him the more. The more I let him train me, the more lessons I learned. The more I realized that my vision was so short-sighted, my perspective so limited. And so I finally accepted that God really did know what he was doing. And I realized that his discipline really was also proof of his love. Proverbs 3 verse 12 after all says, For the Lord corrects those that he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. If you see your child going down the wrong path, doing something that you know is not in their best interest, that would hinder the fulfillment of their destiny, you will do everything within your power to set them on the right track. Even if they cursed at you, even if they screamed and yelled at you that they hated you with their guts, it wouldn't matter because all you could see was the end, the perfection, the maturity, the coming glory which is greater than the former. All you see is your son, who you love with all your heart, who you want the absolute best for, who you want to give the whole world to, but you won't do that until they are ready for it, until you are convinced that they would not crumble beneath its weight. When later down the road, I was holding the fruit of my obedience, when my heart and spirit felt lighter because I had laid aside every weight, because I had broken through the shackles, I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt, that my Abba knew what he was doing. God is the perfect father, 
loving and gentle, yet firm and constant. He loves ferociously, provides for you in abundance, protects you fiercely, and corrects you, that your spirit may be transformed and perfected in him. That when you look in the mirror, you finally start to see the resemblance. And the closer you get to him, the more you begin to forget who you were or what you looked like before you even met him. Beloved, the Father's love is the greatest transformational force in the whole world. That's our Abba. That's my Abba. See, God has trained and pruned me. He has blessed and broken me. And he is still doing it. There are lessons that I am learning and relearning. Things that were once a crutch that I had used as coping mechanisms that I was leaning on except the everlasting arms of God. And because God knows that I can't become the living, breathing miracle he has destined for me to be with such crutches, he's teaching me how to let go of them, how to walk without them. I have learned to love God in the valley. I have learned to trust God when it seemed like nothing was going right. And I have learned to fix my eyes on his face rather than his hands. I have learned to run while wearing a blindfold, to jump off a cliff, doing a free fall because I know that he will catch me. He always will. Oh, how he always will. And because I am overjoyed, because I am convinced that my Abba really loves me, even as I speak to you right now, I am so aware of his presence and the tenderness of his heart toward me. I know that God can never mismanage my life. So it's my resolve to live out 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6, which says, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, for whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live we live for god and we live through christ that's the only appropriate response to god's love to his fathering of you to live for god through his son jesus christ beloved the minute that you received jesus you didn't receive a spirit of bondage to fear you received a spirit that helps you recognize god as your father a spirit that leads you in your new identity as his son do you know what a privilege it is to be called a son of God? It is the single most important identity that I have, that I am not just a Christian, but a son. God's name dwells in me, a seal upon my heart, a mark on my forehead and arm. I belong to Jesus. I belong to God. All the days of my life, I belong to him. And I am willing to live the rest of my life walking in that identity. God is your daddy. You are his baby. This message is for the girl who feels like she has to carry the weight of the world on her shoulders, who never experienced the love of an earthly father and so has no idea how she should possibly trust someone that she cannot even see. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean that he's not real. It doesn't mean that he's not close. Give your baggage to God, your trauma and your doubt your disappointments, and your scars. Not only does he heal, he heals completely. His touch is peace. His touch is love. His touch brings wholeness. Let him touch you with his love. And I promise that you won't yearn for anyone else's touch again. This message is also for that guy who has refused to sit still, 
to allow God to reign him and teach him, to let God weed out the thorns and bristles and restore the garden of his life. Let him make you into the person that you've always dreamed you could become. Let him do his surgery on your heart, on your mind. It might be painful in the moment. It might hurt. But believe me, there is glory on the other side. This is for someone else searching for their identity. You belong to God. You bear his name. You've been translated into, received of, and inherited of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. It doesn't matter what people think he's like. This is an open invitation into his family. To know him for yourself. To be able to testify and say that yes, I have tasted and I have seen that truly the Lord is good. Will you see God as Abba today, tomorrow, every day for the rest of your life? The only right answer is yes. Trust me, you're in safe hands. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Let the word of God dwell richly within you as you listen to this week's playlist. We know that you will be blessed. And also don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram at Poetry of Just Podcast and Twitter at Poetry of Just Pod. Thank you so much and see you next week.